Listen to subscribe to the Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Welcome everybody to the Table of Truth. This is your man Cam. With me today is the man known as the Black Professor Xavier with the ball spot, Josh. <laughs> and a special guest. It's D. The Center Master is back, and uh, I'm not happy today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, why, pray we... tell? why pray tell you not happy, D'Angelo? <laughs> hold on. I need, I need to uh, put some disclaimers, first of all. Oh, yes. yes. Before before we get into our, our, our reviews and comments and, and opinions of In the Flanner. Snyder Cut for Just, Just Sleep, just wanted to put a disclaimer out first that, one, hey, Snyder, Jack Zack Snyder uh, suffered a really crazy tragedy, and you know that was one of the it was a super crazy thing with the, which affected the movie. Props on DC for giving him the chance to kind of go back and do stuff that you know to do a vision of the movie that he wanted, you know. And so that's much props to them. Also, I am in the year of 2021. I am rooting for everything black, even Ray Fish. I'm just putting that. So I'm, I'm rooting for you. That doesn't mean I like you. So I'm rooting for you. <laughs> So, with all that being said, disclaimers across, this is our review of the Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Snyder Cut, a.k.a. the Mediocre Mayo Cut. Um, Let the slander begin! (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, for reference and context, you know, uh, Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League just came out the other day. It was uh, four hours and two minutes long. And... uh, we we braved the the four hours and watched it for you, so you don't have to. <laughs> really did. So, I, I personally watched it in chunks. I think I did about an hour and a half at a time, roughly. I tried to, anyways. Um, but um, I'll, I'll throw it out to you guys. How how how, how was your experience, fellas? I loved it. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> lies. <laughs> um it was it it, there there were a lot of things happening right i mean it it wasn't let let me start off by saying it wasn't all bad um there were some good things that happened there were some good things that, that that came of it uh i would say you got uh you got a more extruded version of what we got would be with the ultimate version of uh of Batman versus Superman, which was a lot of exposition that got cut out, got thrown back in, a lot of stuff that uh that fleshed out some of the subplots got thrown back in or or created for it. Um uh so so there so it did make the movie an overall better viewing and storytelling experience. But whoever the story editor is for that movie needs to be dragged out back and shot <laughs> at point blank range because there's no reason for this movie to have been four hours. You could tell this story in a fraction of the time, at least half, if not more. Uh, just four hours, uh, as a friend put it, uh, shout out to my man, Omar. <laughs> Uh, as he put it, you know, there was no story editor for this movie. There was a guy, there was a poster of a guy sitting in a chair with the word yes over his head. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
there was there were no Josh, I hear what you're saying, but I'm running in slow motion right now, so I can't keep, keep up to you. <laughs> but and, and your and your slow motion running is exaggerated with uh, white lightning. Oh man, 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 man. I you know, for me, I, I said we were talking about offline, but if you gave any director mm-hmm. $70 million more and four hours then you're more than likely going to improve on what you did, what you saw from before. This is a, this movie came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. So that's four years ago, roughly yep. five. If you didn't count, roughly. you know, they probably from 2016 shooting. Right. So, so is it better than the original? Yes. Well, we, we can say that. Okay. But that's not a, that's not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but it should like, be better. <laughs> you yeah, if I would be disappointed, I would be even more disappointed if it wasn't better. I think, um, but I think for the level of gravitas that a lot of people kind of gave it, and even how uh, HBO Max kind of uh, you know build it as mm-hmm. like you know you asked and we delivered that kind yeah. of type of things. It's just like yo, it was just a a, a weird masterclass and like peak whiteness like you yeah. gave a mediocre dude extra money to fix a mediocre movie like i don't understand how that even got green lit <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and it, it, it's uh the funny thing is it, it would have had the same result had he finished it and I, i'm not even like i don't even want to you know again we had the disclaimers and as you look at it it's like dude this movie was bad <laughs> because it virtually had no story and your story editor, whoever that person was, didn't do their job well. And you have see, Snyder is one of those people that's like as one of the filmmakers that's like he's got all these good ideas, but if there's no one to tell him which one is good and which one is bad, you get yep. a four-hour Snyder cut. You know what yep. I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> so, man, like honestly, all the things you guys said are true. It was coherent. That's the best thing I can say about this. <laughs> um, the, so, you, so you're saying he did his job as a director. <laughs> I'm saying he did his job. And for the overtime he was paid, you know, he did his job. But, you know, I think it's just like you said, if this had been released as something that's like, OK, here's Zack Snyder's version of the film boom a four-part series on hbo but the fact that it got all this extra stuff like it was the and then i'm gonna say this like i saw articles and fan comments on twitter that tried to compare it to lord of the rings extended cut first of all <laughs> why are you looking, why, first of all why are you reading fan comments on twitter <laughs> why, oh, oh wait 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 hold on hold on, hold on. let me let me just clarify what i just said i was not reading fan comments as much uh-huh. as i saw an article that included those comments uh, i was reading God. articles and go. the comments happened to be there yeah but i yep. caught that one and, yes. and listen i want to clarify something yes. peter peter jackson was not cleaning up a fuck up he was not adding <laughs> to a piece of garbage. Peter Jackson had three masterpieces, and then in the aftermath, they said, "Oh, you got you left a lot on the t- on the cutting room floor, man. Let's let's get that stuff out there." And he made the extended cut. There's yeah, no me. comparison between those two. Yep. No. No. 
No. Yeah. And, and uh, to clarify, we're talking about the uh, original trilogy, not Hobbit and everything else after. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I do need to just, clarify just, that. Just, just, just want to clarify yes. that. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's that was the thing where you have, um, you know, the this filmmaker literally got an, a, 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 almost a budget of another movie yeah. to quote unquote finish another, a movie that was, already had a $300 million t- price tag on it. Yeah. So we were we were watching a four hour three hundred and seventy million dollar film. Is that a record? <laughs> it, it it has to be. It has to be. So I'm like, you do not need four out like and I we were talking about before too was if they would have presented this, it's like, yo, we're doing the Zack Snyder's Justice League, it's a limited series, it's four parts, it's an hour each part or hour and a half each part. All right, cool. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay to rock with that. You're telling me that he has he has a, he has more than a movie to 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 tell his narrative. Okay, cool. I, I'm invested in that. But you instead were like, you didn't even do the kill bill two parts. Like even Tarantino was like, yo, man. I got. I, I did too much. I need to do two parts of this movie. Okay, cool. We we accept that. We'll watch two parts and two hours of a movie. Mm-hmm. But you telling me I need to sit down for four hours, a half a work day, <laughs> to to experience <laughs> this quote unquote epic. And then on top of that, while you're watching, like I I was saying as I was watching, I was like we could th- uh, do a drinking game every time you look at your watch to see how much is gone by. Oh yes. Oh <laughs> yes. You would make I'm a point just to see the timeline. See how much. I'm you like, got. I'm like, dude. And then on top of that, you know, we were talking, we were joking already. I'm like, you guys gave 70 million for this dude to complete a bad movie. Yo, yo, Krugler couldn't get like 10 of that to correct the Gumby uh, Black Panther at the third act. Like, wow. Yo. <laughs> it's preposterous. We will not <laughs> slander the Black Panther. <laughs> I'm just saying, can a man get a little bit extra? Can we can he can he get a little bit extra to finish his movie so it's not Gumby at the end? Like, yo, what is going on? But yeah, so and and then to get to the nuts and bolts of the actual movie, like we were talking about before, narrative wise, you're right. It's, at least now it's a little bit more coherent. There's a full on structure. You can kind of see where he was going with it. Yes, there is dark side. We'll get to that part later. But at least, yes, there's a beginning. There's a middle. There's an end. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. You know, uh, the additions of extra additions of like cyborg and stuff like that were there for a reason for no, 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 the story no. that he, was he a, wanted to tell. There was a prologue, a beginning, a middle, and an end, <laughs> epilogue. <laughs> Come on now, don't, don't actually, sell people short. <laughs> actually, there's a prologue in Act 1 and Act 2 and Act 3 and then an epilogue. <laughs> That's five parts. And I think they build it at seven. <laughs> Yo, but yeah, it's just, man. And then I think the other aspect of it too was, you know, as we all kind of know already, like Zider, uh, Zack Snyder is not a good director. Like he's not good. Like no. 300 is visually awesome. It's an entertaining movie, but I'm like, it's not necessarily a great movie. Like it's he gets way too. So yeah. The so thing, like the, the, thing, <laughs> the thing about the thing about Zack Snyder is the same thing that jumps out at me with George Lucas. They're both incredible visual artists uh, to their credit. Like you can't take away from the fact that Zack Snyder has a great eye. Um, he's also a brilliant, uh, a, a brilliant action scene coordinator. I don't know that he necessarily okay, choreographs it, but he definitely has it. There's a style to it with yeah. all of his movies. And he definitely has a way that he likes to assemble these things and he likes to shoot these things and he likes yeah. to 
slow them down and zoom in on them. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, so not to take away from that, but I think, you know, again, with the George Lucas syndrome, there's no one to tell George Lucas no because he's George Lucas. Right. And I think the same thing happens with Zack Snyder, or at least happened with this film and other movies that he's done, like Sucker Punch. No one told him no. And there were certain, there were, there, the, Sucker Punch could have been a great movie. And it was just, there were no, there were no story edits in that thing to say, Hey, you know what? You probably shouldn't go this route or, you know, you could probably explain this away with one line of dialogue as me and D'Angelo's favorite, favorite phrase of all time. Uh, If you took a peek in our WhatsApp conversation and typed in one line of dialogue, you'd get about (laughs) 5,000. Oh yeah. (laughs) You typed in one line of dialogue in a search, you get 5,000 hits because we always say, you know, just one line of dialogue would have explained this one thing. And sometimes it's just the one scene of exposition. And other times it's the unsaid thing that can that's connective tissue from part A to part B or thing that happened that you alluded to in, you know, another episode of something yeah. that pops up yeah. a season later. It's really simple and, and it's just so overlooked. Yeah. And it, it's frustrating because, you like you said, it, there's like one line of dialogue would have probably helped like 40 percent of the film. Yeah. And it, right. and, 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 like and I mean, like there's parts where. One, if you did take out slow motion, that would cut 45 minutes from the film. <laughs> and then Easily. two, two, if you did your one line dialogue of, of, of you know, narrative, push it forward, that would actually take out another hour of the film. Because there's all, there's obviously parts where, like, it's literally just like if they just said one line, that would mm-hmm. like, negate this whole 20 minute scene. I'll give you the perfect example because we talked about it off off the off the pot, which is uh, the scene, the sequence in which. Usex, we'll call him that. Usex. <laughs> uh, they do the the flashback where they show all of the first age of heroes or whatever, you, whatever. You golden era, the golden age, the golden of era, yeah. and, and it's the Olympians and the lanterns and the the and men and and the Lanny, everybody fighting against um, Usex. And um, that scene, if you think about it, a it's entirely slow motion. B Wonder Woman is narrating it and she is speaking very slowly. <laughs> there was a being known as Dark Side. Right, right. And he came <laughs> here to take over the earth. And then the war and the guardians of the sky. I don't know why they couldn't just say the lanterns. Uh the guardians of the sky. Him, I'm like, is she deliberately? Did he deliberately slow her read down? Yes, he did. That's so that he can make this slow motion piece of I don't know what work. Jeez, that's 20 20 mil right there. As someone who has recorded and done voiceover, the answer is yes. That is a director's note. No one speaks Uh, naturally like that. No, Uh, I knew it was. And that's why it was so funny when I heard it. I'm like, see, this is just, this is crazy. The first time we saw uh, Dark Side should have been later in the film. Like we did not need that entire sequence. She could have said that there is a great evil, his name. We got to do this and boom, 10 minutes at best. Yeah. We got got like a 45 minute CG fest of, and then on top of that, like one, that whole part was uh, one. I didn't even pick up on it that it was Aries until like, 
30 minutes into the battle scene. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's Ares. I was like, oh, and that's Zeus. Okay, cool. And then two, I didn't pick up that like, again, and you know, this this is a spoiler for this whole situation, but like, you know, Darkseid jumps out of his spaceship onto the earth and starts fighting people like peasants. And I'm like, dude, Darkseid's like a general dude. Like he's, he's only fighting Superman and above. He's not fighting just random ass Joes that came off the bus stop. Like what, what is he doing? Like fighting the Atlanteans. And like, and so when he gets, uh, he gets, you know, mortally wounded or whatever. By and at first, Yeah. By arrows and Zeus. By arrows. First, by oh, arrows. You're right. By arrows. <laughs> so here is, Dark side, the equivalent of Thanos is getting murked by some arrows. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? And then they try to, then they come through, and I was like, yo. And then, uh, now to uh, Josh actually reminded me of this because I was like, yo, they, um, some basic ass humans like freaking foil Dark Side. You're like, no, it was Ares and Zeus. I'm like, okay, word, word. But again, Dark Side, who's supposed to be the equivalent of a Thanos, who's actually better than Thanos, is getting failed by some arrows, some Atlanteans, and some random ass humans. Word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Deangelo, talk about this for a second because I know you'd mentioned uh, when we were talking about it, you'd mentioned something about how uh, uh, Dark Side. I was about to say Thanos. How Dark Side um, wasn't necessarily the same power level went before he got the omega before he got the omega power talk about that a little bit because i'm not even i'm not as versed as you are with that well see and the thing is i just know of that storyline i can't go into the details because it's been a long time since i've even seen or read that that particular story Mm -hmm. but if you look into his to the character bio um he at one point, and that's what Snyder was trying to communicate to say that, oh, this is Usex's ver- this is the Usex version of Darkseid. This is because you imagine that he didn't have the Omega power, because why wouldn't he just go ham on battlefield? Boom, 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 exactly. boom, zag. It's over. Yep. <laughs> you know? Exactly. But, and so that was that was my in- initial uh thought was like, what's the point of even showing that version of Darkseid? Yeah. Like what, unless what, unless what, you were unless unless you were setting up like new gods situations like if it was if the the narrative more was like hey this is this dude he's part of this thing called the new gods and then he yeah. wants to do things on his own he went to go look for the anti-life equation he was breaking off from you know a group or whatever he found it on earth then he got his ass beat and then he went there cool that makes sense later on you see him now he's a badass named dark side because he's od but instead they just kind of say hey this is a dark side this is what he did you guys asked me and then he left like yeah all right like, i don't i don't want to jump to the end but you mentioned something crucial also at the end of the movie steppenwolf mentions that the dark side equation is on earth he's basically begging for his life and he mentions that the dark that the that the dark side that the anti-life equation is on earth at that moment Darkseid is not going to turn around and be like, oh, we have to go back. Darkseid will go through that, will go through that boom tube yes. and wreck shop with whoever he's got at his side. Yep. Yep. He is obsessed with the anti-life equation. There is no, well, we'll have, you know, there's this line, a throwaway line at the end. He closes the boom tube after they beat Sepulov, because you know they beat him. Um, and he goes, Okay, well, we'll have to go the we'll have to do this, the you know, we'll have to invoke the old ways to go get the anti-life equation turns around and walks away now there is no scenario in any iteration of dark side where nope. he would be like it's where and just okay cool so we'll go back and get it 
a little bit later. <laughs> I'll see you guys next Tuesday. <laughs> sat you know there I mean? and, and watched them murk his nephew. He hate the dude, but at the same time, they got what he wants. So, like, as soon as that boom to open up and he sees what's going on, it's like Omega blast yeah. going everywhere. Yeah. Like, to be clear, and he stood there and watched that whole thing happen and did absolute. So, to set the stage for people who haven't seen it yet, because uh, we're spoiling it for you and we don't care. Um, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a scene at the end where a boom tube opens just as Steppenwolf thinks he's about to do the thing that he's there to do. And so Darkseid is standing there with the side and somebody else and a horde of parademons ready to come through if Steppenwolf does the thing that he's there to do. And so he's, you know, he's getting taxed. He's getting his ass beat. And he loses. He's losing very clearly. And Darkseid stands there the entire time and watches this whole thing unfold and just like, hmm, so he's losing. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's unfortunate. And he kind of just stands there and watches the whole thing and doesn't, doesn't chime in, doesn't, you know, doesn't say, well, you know what? My my boy could my boy here could use an assist. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention he got the hitter standing next to him. Decide and goodness. Yeah. Granny goodness is yeah, standing yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. there with the with her staff and everything. And a horde of parademons <laughs> on either side of them. You telling me Dark Side gonna turn around, the anti-life is right there. All I gotta do is step <laughs> over that line. Yeah, yeah, and it's mine. But it's like, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna get a whole army. I'm gonna let them regroup and lick their wounds, and then I'm come back. Yeah, that's what I'll do. It. Let the Kryptonian, <laughs> yeah. let the Kryptonian get to full power. Full exactly, so and, I, and also too, and and it's comedy because uh, Superman showing up and the Kryptonian being there, that would automatically be for Darkseid. Like, oh, now oh, there's someone that's actually worth yeah. my time. Mm-hmm, like everyone mm-hmm. else, he doesn't care about the rest of them. Amazonians, like, eh, but the Kryptonian, hmm, all right, this is actually worth my time. Yeah, and, right. And, the character that Darkseid is, he he needs a challenge to actually even to like to like even step to do anything. Which and is so why like, he's kind of so like obsessed with the lanterns. <laughs> and that's why it's so that aspect of it. And then I was like, then the other aspect of it too, I'm like, there's a cartoon that solved this problem from 10 years ago that you guys could have <laughs> stole. <laughs> like literally yes. a whole cartoon. Two, two seasons, three seasons. <laughs> they could have stole exactly that. But well, for anyone, hold on before you proceed. For anyone who hasn't seen it, explain what you're talking about. So, um, what I'm saying is the um, the about ten years ago they did Justice League the cartoon, and it had you know Batman, Superman, uh, John Stewart, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, uh, Flash, and then they did another thing called Justice League Unlimited, which was opened up their DC world to show all these different characters. So Dark Side was heavily prominent in that. And so, uh, as well as other uh, DC villains and that kind of stuff, yeah. but they set the precedent of how the character of Dark Side was in terms of his, he's more of a general, not a, a lieutenant getting his hands dirty. So for him to uh, engage in any type of battle, it has to be something that he actually feels worthy. Like a Kryptonian, that makes sense. But right. like some random like black dude that has some metal stuff on him, I, I'm not even <laughs> feeling with that. Like yeah. some little some little skinny white dude that's just flashing around everywhere. And Amazonian, maybe you know, like an eyebrow raise. But yeah. a Kryptonian makes sense. Like, oh, you're on my level. Let's go fight you. But yeah. everyone else is like immaterial. And I think that that wasn't really established through the whole thing. Like, mm. even though to to uh, Snyder's credit, when Darkseid did show up, it looked cool. Like, yeah, Darkseid right. looked, it looked, looked like good. Darkseid. Yeah, looked like Darkseid. I liked the the voice acting. Was awesome. Was on it was point. Decent. Yeah, um, I agree. But, 
but I think like the the mannerisms of what he would actually do, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. actually reminded me of uh, a good scene in actually in the comics for Thanos, where it's just like uh, it's like a throwaway story of Civil War two, but there's a point yeah. where uh, Thanos shows up at a, some type of base to pick up a, a weapon that he wants. So he he specifically went to this weapon because it doesn't have heroes. He could just hop in, grab what he wants, and bounces. But when he gets there, Captain Marvel, uh, Iron uh, War Machine, mm-hmm. and a couple other heroes are there. And he's and Thanos is actually annoyed. He's like, yeah. what are you guys doing here? <laughs> like, I was just going to jump in real quick, grab this weapon, and bounce. And then they start attacking him, and he's like, why are you attacking me? Like, you guys are gnats. Like, you're not on my level. Like, what are you doing? And, they, and like, they're, they're, they're going ham. They're, no, She-Hulk's there and everyone's like throwing their powers. And he's actually annoyed that they're yeah. actually fighting him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he is just like, you, what do you, and he, so he ends up, uh, you know, spoiler alert, kills Rhodey, uh, mortally oh, wounds horribly. She-Hulk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like mortally wounds She-Hulk and yeah. then smacks everyone else around. Yeah. But it, it just reinforces the character that he was yeah. like, you guys aren't even on my level to be having this conversation. Right. Yeah. And I think that, that part didn't go come through in the Snyder cut. And I think mm-hmm. like if, if, if dark side is supposed to be the equivalent of a Thanos, like there was no moment on that aspect. Even if he, like it goes back to your one line thing, even if he said that, like, I don't need to talk to, I don't need, Oh, the Kryptonians here. Mm, this is interesting. That yeah, would have, exactly, that would have right. just to get that one line would have been like, Oh, he yeah. doesn't care about anyone else mm-hmm, except mm-hmm. for as the Kryptonian. See him, Kryptonian. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought you were dead. Like this is interesting. Like boom, jumps right out of the out of the yep. boom tube. No, yep. no questions asked. He would have told the side and granny to handle them because yep. he's about to take on the, the Kryptonian. One hundred percent. To your point, and this cuts back to the narrative. For even though it's coherent, there are things like this. So, if Stephen, we're gonna get on the the number of mother boxes. But if Stephen <laughs> will discovers that first we see that dark side comes to earth he didn't see the anti-life or apparently it didn't appear to him steppenwolf is his whole thing they didn't make dark side's motivation of wanting the anti-life until Wolf discovers it mm-hmm. yep. Before mm-hmm. that, his motivation is to literally just conquer the earth yeah right. so and, when and Wolf says get his reputation better yeah the the anti life equation is here on Earth. I would think Darkseid would be like, "Well, forget that Unity stuff. I this is what I've been." He even says, "I've been smashing world millions of worlds looking for this thing." So is there, bro? Why you care what happens with what, <laughs> if he finishes? He's just trying to prove something to you. Make him go do something else. Right. It, it was. Yep. It's the. It's totally indicative of the type of storytelling that Zack Snyder throws into these narratives, which is to say, I'm just going to throw in all of these cosmetic things that I know about these superheroes. It's like, mm-hmm. a, I, I, again, I've called it a book with pictures. It's a coloring <laughs> book. That's all it is. He yeah. filled in the colors really pretty yeah. nicely. Yeah. But when you look up under there and then the pages, there's nothing. But there's yeah. nothing. And, and even on that color aspect, like the whole color palette for the, you know, for all his movies are super muted and just freaking gloomy. <laughs> and, um, and you know, I was talking about uh, Men of Steel, uh, Man of Steel earlier, and I was just like, yo, the whole movie is freaking cloudy with the chance of rain. Yeah, it's and great. I'm like, it don't make no damn sense. I'm like, yo, like, 
literally Superman is the the chippy, optimistic Captain America type dude in mm-hmm. the DC universe, and you made him almost as gloomy as Batman. A so character then, that inspires hope. <laughs> Yes, 100%. And so here I am as a visual artist watching this. I'm like, yo, why is everything so muted? I'm like, everything is. Um, And that's, you know, we can, and then to talk about the other characters that kind of get included, you you got to see a lot of the cut scenes that you had heard about before. Like there's a scene with Flash and Irish and all this other stuff. And again, you see why they were cut because it didn't advance the narrative like it was literally like you just don't need those scenes and like i actually like ezra miller as um wally oh sorry barry (laughs) 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 but um but it's just you don't like a lot of the cut scenes that they they that weren't involved in the film you didn't need them like it just Mm. didn't make sense and so and then so now they threw them back into this film and you're like dude yeah you didn't need that scene like i didn't need to see barry on a freaking job interview and he saves iris out of some random disc like that literally did nothing to advance the full story of what was going on no 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 no. there was slow motion (laughs) (laughs) and and a snappy pop track <laughs> yeah oh, oh yes. man so you know what let's give uh, let's give credit where credit due the score is actually better this time around than oh, before yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the original i don't know what he was thinking yeah. about yeah what, what the original the original score in terms of the, the music and that kind of stuff and then they also incorporated some of the wonder woman um uh main uh score into it so that yeah. shit was dope yes. like that was dope the yeah. parts that wasn't dope is the freaking CW Dawson's Creek soundtrack of, of rant, random ass indie music that you're just like, wait, why is Aquaman on a dock drinking a drinking whiskey with like water splashing and a guitar solo going on <laughs> in slow motion? Like, yo, I know, I know, yo, I I understand that we need a Jason Momoa ab scene at least every twenty minutes, of course, but we didn't need the music. We didn't need the music. <laughs> And like I was like, yo, are you guys trying to sell a soundtrack? Like, what is going on here? Like, it was legit CW level where they like, just had like an obligatory indie tracks going on and nowhere. So, and um, I think I think um, speaking of Malmoa, I I enjoyed the movie because of the cast. So agreed. that was 100%. one of the reasons I was able to get through that four hours and honestly not just go crazy because on top of the color being muted and it's just these one slow motion scene after the next. Um, But the actors played off of each other extremely well. And especially Mamoa and, um, and, uh, and Miller, Ezra Miller. I would love to see those two as, as uh, Arthur Curry. And I would, Perfect world have rather would rather see Ezra Miller as Wally, but since yeah, they sure. hate Wally, we'll see him as Barry. He's the least. Yeah. He's the most likable Barry has ever ever been. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think uh, I think the casting aspect of it is one thing that they did really well. Like yeah. Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller as the the Wally Barry is cool. Yeah. Um, Momoa takes a, a character like Aquaman, who's been traditionally as kind of like a corny, goofy yeah. character, and in the last ten years, Aquaman's been a lot cooler. Yeah. He gives it some depth, and you actually care, and it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. all the extra Aquaman scenes were like cool. Like I actually like I like Momoa as Aquaman. I thought Aquaman was like a fun, entertaining movie. Yeah. And like um him his extra additions in this movie were actually helpful and actually yeah. was really cool and his and his his uh buddy bromance with uh, ezra miller was dope like it, yeah. it actually yes. added to the film it was fun it like it was the you know 
the 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 one of the best moments was from from the original and then this one was when you know gordon throws up the bat signal and then you know batman shows up but then flash plus a cyborg plus wonder woman and then they're just like you know he's talking or whatever and he turns around and everyone leaves except for his flash and he's like, oh man everyone left and yeah, that's just rude. That's rude. They do that all the time. Yeah, and <laughs> like that, it was just, but it was a good scene. Like yeah. those are those moments where good DC art. does. If if again, it goes back to you, they needed more Aquaman and Shazam and less Nolan Batman. And I think this is the this is the fundamental aspect 100%. that they really don't that they messed up a lot. Where it's like Batman is supposed to be brooding in that situation. Yes, that's his mm-hmm. character. But like, not every character of, of Juice Justice League is like that. So Wonder Woman has like exactly. a you know, a hopeful aspect of it. That's why Wonder Woman, the first yes. one, the first two acts worked well. Um, but then this, yep. like you know they they try to do that do- doom and gloom with Superman, which doesn't really work. Aquaman and Shazam were like light and happy because that's their character and that kind of that works mm-hmm. with them. So the casting yeah, wise, exactly. on that's the parts that I thought for DC that they they are getting right. Where it's like that part is actually yeah. pretty cool. We let's home in on uh, let's home let's home in on a couple of other things that they got right. Is there anything else that jumped out at either of you? Um, that's yeah, you know what, Josh, you you are really uh, positivity. You, you rain positivity. in this because I was about to rain hellfire. But uh, you got time, bro. We're, I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure that it's gonna swing back around. I'm sure what will probably it, happen it will. is one of us will be like, yeah. So you know, this was dope, but it'd be great if, and then cycle back into all the things that were wrong because there were just so many things. But go ahead. There was a few things that I thought were worked again. He polished that mug up really well. Mm. Um, there was some some visuals that I thought, okay, that's that looks cool. Um, the scene with Wonder Woman at the beginning and the, with the bank ro- yes. uh, robbery, I was dope. Yeah, was really dope. in the original one, it looked terrible. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. In this one, that was the Diana I've been waiting to see on screen, where she's 100%. nice with the with her yep. with the with the bracelets. blocking the bullets and yeah. the braces yep. and, yep. and no man stands in front of her and not get his head knocked into the ceiling. Agreed. Like Agreed. that was Wonder Woman. Like yep. I, I, straight up Amazonian kicking everyone's ass. Like yes. and mm-hmm. it was dope. They one one like and again to to what Josh was saying earlier, like Snyder does a really good job at action and that part, that sequence was dope. Like yeah. it was it like, hands good. down, like, yeah. yep, it looked good. It, it was the action was cool. It was um and it was comedy because even even the the cheesy like you know saving the little girl part and saying hey girl you're a princess too that still worked within the context of that scene. So it, was, yeah. it, it didn't feel like it was added in or tacked in. Like the whole scene for Diana just showing like, hey, Diana's a badass. B, she can literally whoop everyone's ass. Yeah. <laughs> she can even and, stand against Superman. I always yep. love the scene where the yep. two of them are headbutting each other, and then mm-hmm. he has to do the the rise up. But yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. he's gonna get her because he's he's Superman. Yeah, exactly. But, but so, she's yeah. badass though. But that was one of the things that I really enjoyed was um, there was some some fight scenes and action sequences that he just he nailed them. He nailed them. Yeah, those those are those aspects I think that were really dope. I think the um the a little bit more the Batman scenes, I shouldn't say Batman, the Bruce Wayne scenes with Jarvis, I said Jarvis, with uh, Alfred, we were cool. We're cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Jeremy, yeah, I, Bruce, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, Jeremy Irons and and uh, Affleck and Batflick like they work well off of each other. They I thought do. that was really good. Like, yeah. was, it, there's a really good scene also with um, Diana and um, Alfred, and they're talking about tea, and he's kind of yes. like getting nervous because she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna do my own tea." He's like, "Uh, uh yeah, that's not that the way. That's great. not the way you do tea." Like those little moments again shows, hey, okay, maybe you do have some good nuance. You can have some good non slow mo, non close up moments that you're doing well. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you do director. understand characters. I'm saying so. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, this is the positive section of our place. So this, surely, surely. But, but those are the parts that I thought were like, oh, man, this is cool. Like, you again, glimmers of parts where, as Josh said earlier, if you had a, a, a true uh, story editor, you would have like honed in on parts like this and cut out a lot of the other, you know, um, r- ridiculous parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was trying to think of something else positive, guys. Trying. <laughs> uh, oh, the CG was definitely way better. Like, I mean, Superman mm, uh, still looked pasty, but I feel yeah. like, especially towards the end, where where it was obvious that Whedon did his reshoots. But yeah. Something. Oh, I, I, I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was. See, I told you it was going to be a positive and then a negative. Um, <laughs> I don't know if. Um, I don't know if redoing the redoing that scene where he where he shows up um and starts beating the crap out of steppenwolf i don't know if the whole thing was just the the palette was redone because the background looks different he's the, clearly they cg'd the suit onto him he didn't suit up again and do the exact same scene in the exact same way yeah. uh so they cg'd the suit onto him so i don't know if the level of cg and then the way they rendered it and then the way they probably colored it in da vinci like they altered the color palette ever so slightly so that it doesn't look nearly as pasty as it did in the original because in the original you could tell very clearly they tried to cg off his mustache so he was so so quick backstory he was he was already filming uh mission impossible fallout and had grown that nasty looking beard that he has in the uh (laughs) mustache and beard that he has in fallout and they called him back to do reshoots for justice league and he couldn't shave because it's a pretty thick mustache and beard so they cg'd it out but it looked terrible it doesn't look nearly as bad bad here and i think it's because they they didn't adjust him they adjusted the background to suit and the color palette to suit Yeah, you are, yeah. you're you're more uh design you're you're more in that range than i am camp so you could probably speak to that more than i could but just yeah. my my semi-novice eye i it looks like that's what they did yeah, yeah and it looked better i mean and also on a positive tip the the parademons looked a lot better oh, like it looked better. Way, yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. way better yeah, yeah. yeah. The parademons were yeah. like dope like they were they actually looked like parademons of of, of from comics, from the cartoon, from the, they, they had a feel of it that you're like, oh, okay, cool. This is actually pretty dope. So, um, on that respect, I thought that was dope. Um, and also I would say, um, I'm trying to, I was like, let me think of more positive things to say. <laughs> Are there more well, yeah. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to save this cause that's not positive. <laughs> well, oh, you know what? You know what? Uh, 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 what's it called? Papa Pope. Joe Morton, Morton. Oh, yeah, cool yeah. He didn't. He didn't have much, but he. He. You know, he's Joe Morton, so he definitely gave it the the all that he could to make sure that you know what he had was was uh, solid and presentable. So yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, they definitely um, the his monologue. There's the the scene where uh, where he's explaining what happened uh, post 
uh, like after the when 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 the surgeries weren't gonna work and and Victor was gonna die, uh, and just explaining the whole thing, and then you know the recording uh, that he gave him and all this other jazz. There were little bits of exposition and sort yeah. of backstory that pivot back to how he became cyborg and how his father made the decision to allow the mother box to alter him to become cyborg. Those things, well, is Joe Morton. You're not going to get yeah. a plaque, even in a crappy, with a crappy script. Like there are scenes and in scandal where you, you should be, there, there are scenes in scandal where you should be cringing and Joe Morton just makes it sing yeah. because it's Joe Morton. 100%. 100%. 100%. I, I agree with that. And, and, you know, the interesting thing about it, and we talked about this too, of how much lost potential this movie was. Mm. I saw four hours of lost, lost potential because yep. just in that small little fact right there, the relationship between Victor Stone and his father is mm-hmm. so complex and so just like if you can really get into the meat and potatoes of why that relationship is so complex. And then the the whole cyborg mother box thing happens. And then it just gets worse. You got something special there, man. And it can't be just, Mm. I think it cannot be shown in just with through, with just exposit overload of exposition and flashback scenes where boring ass Ray Fisher is once again in a, in a, goddamn starter jacket uh looking like he's about to go play football and but supposed to be inside a machine and we're supposed to understand all these things there will um, be no black actor slander in this podcast <laughs> and so now we've Except come to Fisher, the right? we, we we have come to the section we have come to the parts of the podcast where we address the issues of our of uh actor ray fisher and his uh crusade to get the Snyder Cut shown in all of its entirety to show the greatness that he was robbed of in in the original film. Hey, Cam, can I say one more thing before we move into that (laughs) section? Um, Just about Superman's black suit. It didn't make no sense for it to fucking be there. And then they had to see it. No, they didn't explain that, right? You're right. It didn't make any sense. That's all I wanted to say. No, that's worth expanding on for a split second. The the black suit is supposed to be... Uh, in the comics, if I remember correctly, it was supposed to help him absorb more sunlight more quickly, yeah, more efficiently. Regenerative type because, thing, yeah. Because he he actually literally died. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, but but a Kryptonian, if I remember the story correctly, a Kryptonian dying in, is not this, in it won't happen in the same sense that a human would die because he's been right. altered the way he's been altered by the yellow sun, yada, yada, yada. So yeah, in order yeah, to right. reabsorb enough to in order to reabsorb enough yellow sunlight, which powers him, uh, for him to be able to be Superman again, he wears the black suit so yep. that he can more efficiently, uh, so his so his cells can more efficiently absorb sunlight and thus power him up more quickly and whatever. Yeah, exactly. And, and that makes more sense. They didn't explain any of that. They're just like, oh, he's in the black suit. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> which is typically, that's, that's Snyder. I think well, that yeah. right in, in itself is how he approaches storytelling. I think yeah. they tried to explain it where there was, if you remember, he was on the Kryptonian ship, and that's right. And uh, the, the vault, the vault with his suit closes, and then he just shows up, which is dumb. Like you needed, you needed something to chain together. Okay, vault closes with original suit, and what? 
He just so he just yeah. reappears with the black suit and yeah. he wasted he wasted all that time with that again him in his mind oh this is like highbrow I'm gonna have him walk through this long hall and then I'm you're here both his parents so that at the end I've created the Boy Scout through all his trouble and strife which, which to be fair <laughs> up to that point that scene was actually working it was working but here's why it's wasted is because you could have used that to allow the origin of that suit to come through. For example, sure, sure. he comes in and Jor-El appears. I knew you'd mm-hmm. I knew you'd find your way back, son. Mm-hmm. No, that wouldn't have worked because you'd uh Jor-El had already been already been purged from the from the ship in Well let Man the computer Steel. say it. Let the ship say it. Like right, your father prepared the your father knew sure, that you'd be sure. strong, but yeah. he knew that this could happen. So he play he planned for it. One hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, but you're right, though, like those aspects of it where it's like, you know, there was this like stylistic choices that didn't get any type of like uh, extra extra. Oomph. Like, yeah. And then and even and it's crazy because there was parts where like that they would zoom up on or they would like give extra time to that made no sense of why you got gave extra time to it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Like, you know, and now and I'm skipping ahead, but like or back. But when um, Steppenwolf is, uh, you know, basically murking all the, the Amazons, there's one chick that actually like gets out of the 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 uh, the the falling like structure or whatever with the, the queen yeah. and like, she's a random chick. There's not, not, no, it's not her yeah. sister. Yeah. It's not like the queen's like girl or anything. It's, it's just literally one of the random Amazon. Yeah. 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 So she escapes and you're like, okay, cool. No, that's cool. And then they go off and then there's a whole sequence of them fighting stuff. Most like murking all these Amazonians. And anyways, she, uh, said one comes back again and she gets like uh, impaled or whatever and there's a horse on top of her and she's about to die and I'm like and they show this whole scene where like they're, they're showing up on her face and they're giving this extra time and I'm like who is this chick again? Yeah. <laughs> like why am I supposed to care? Right. I thought she was like another random Amazonian like all the other ones you just murked right. really yeah. murked like 200 Amazonians in right. five so, minutes and you, yeah, have the exactly. queen, and you have the queen running back to tend to this one Amazon risking the entire situation <laughs> yeah to I'm run like, back who, to, who, tend to this one to this one Amazonian. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah, no that, that, yeah. That benevolent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, no yeah. You're, all my subject, you're all my soldiers. You're here. You're here so that I can survive. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, what what is going on here? So, yeah, yeah. Um so you're right. Like, the, 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 yep. It, it, again, it goes back to that same, like, you know, that one line of dialogue would have just uh, helped. <laughs> Like, would have done something. Yeah, exactly. So getting it back to our man, Victor Stone. <laughs> um, also backstory. So Cyborg, the character, is not an original Justice League uh, member. He never really was. He was very popular and he's part of Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. You, but people have seen him on Teen Titans Go and Young Justice, you know, whatever, whatever. But Victor Stone as a character, the cyborg was a part of the Teen Titans love introduced, I think, in the 70s, if not not mistaken, 70s or 80s, mm-hmm. as part of the, the Teen Titans. And then when they rebooted DC into the new 52, which mm-hmm. is basically letting them have a clean slate of do whatever they want, they introduced um, more diversity onto Justice League and they put uh, cyborg on there. Now, with him being in, in, introduced, uh, since then, there's almost about 15, almost 20 years now. They've actually fleshed out, fleshed out the character to be a, a more uh, have a more depth and some other other stuff. So, mm-hmm. Cyborg the character is actually a cool character. Yeah. Like, there's some good stuff there. There's some definitely good bits. So I that, hear a, that I hear a butt coming. <laughs> so I give all that precursor to say, 
But said all that we don't need cyborg in this movie. No, like it's just one, and, and we were just talking about how we enjoyed the casting of everyone in this thing. He actually was the worst casted part. Like he didn't. I, I every time they try to show more of Cyborg to have him centric because he actually does drive the narrative in this movie. Mm-hmm. But like you don't care about the character at all. Like at all. he's kind of a dick. He's 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 like you know pissed off as his dad, and his dad kind of tells him why he did this thing. He doesn't care. And then like you know he has these awesome powers, but he does like really mundane, stupid things with them. Yeah. And it's like so there's no instance for you to bond with this character to actually care because he's kind of like a dumb jock and that just wanted the attention of his dad. Gets in this horrible accident. His mom dies. His dad actually saves him from said accident, and he's mad at his dad. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have any depth that like you know. Out, and, I'm, and actually, I'm actually pulling out the antics of Ray Fisher, uh, yeah. you know, for this whole movie. But just the character itself, like I just didn't care about Cyborg at all out of all these characters because he didn't really give me nothing to really care about. Besides, I'm a cyborg and I, I know I know things. And so I wanted to like him. I'm like, okay, man, you're giving us extra stuff and you're giving me yeah. all these extra stuff, but there's nothing for me to be like really hold on to the care. Like, I don't care if you have a movie of all along. I'm kind of just like, well, what else is it to tell? You have daddy issues. Your dad died. And now what's up? Like, <laughs> what? yeah. And I think it was, uh, you know, everything you just said, Cam. And I, and I actually, you know, you guys know how, how angry I've been at toward the whole phenomenon of what went went down with Ray Fisher, but I put all that stuff aside and just wanted to enjoy the character and what he see what he brought to it because he made yep. such a big deal about what was cut and of, of his of, of his part of the narrative. But it was very just vanilla. It was very just like not even interesting. He doesn't emote at all as an mm-hmm. actor. He doesn't bring you in anytime he's with and I get it. He's a cyborg doesn't emote but that's not necessarily true because he has the mother box in him so it's not Word. it's not cyborg as in uh um whatever cold artificial mis- calculating machine exactly right. yeah seven, seven of nine or something to that aspect exactly of it. it's not nothing like that it's it, it's more of he's in more of a sentient space of he's got emotions he's got feelings and all these things um but the character just never got any place and i and i think that was also I don't know if you want to talk about the, those cameos, if that's a whole nother thing, but the back to your, what, what you said about him not being the original, uh, an original member of the league that make it makes it, it makes you upset when you see one of the original members of the league. I, mm-hmm. I don't even want to go that far, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> it just, it just books in bookends back to the fact that, that character probably should not have even been in that movie. Like there, you can't yeah. find any justification other than the mother boxes. And as we know, the mother boxes existed and functioned way before cyborg became a thing in the right. DC universe. So it just, there's no reason for him to be in the movie. And, and it makes it worse that they've, they had a successful, um, 
showing of Cyborg in Young Justice, the Young Justice season three cartoon. Mm -hmm. They had a successful showing of Cyborg in the Doom Patrol TV show. So like they've they've shown that you can take this character and do some interesting stuff with it to give him some depth, to give him some other stuff. So they went to see it on the screen. I'm just kind of like, word, this is it? Oh, even in Justice League Apocalypse Dark, he's like the main, he's like a part of the main um, uh, like solution to the whole thing. Exactly. But it's so, it's done so much better than than what they did and what Snyder did. Yeah, and I'm like, so I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, you're over here telling me that you're Black Panther in the DC universe, and I'm like, oh, word? <laughs> I don't think they Wait, ever that proclaimed that. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it right now. Yo, he, he, he got introduced in the movie. He was going to get his own movie. He's the only Black dude. I'm saying he's Black Panther in the DC universe, <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> saying <laughs> I'm connecting dots over here. I don't know what you're yeah, you right there, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but no, I mean, yes, he's, he's got right. a point because there's not yes, another one. But it just it, it it was unfortunate because uh, now to address all the the hollering and hooping that he did for the last five years, it's just like, yo, man, you were like legit hollering and hooping about this movie for four to five years. Yeah. You haven't done anything major since this movie. Yeah. So this is like your time. Like you're trying to, you've been telling us that you got shafted. We didn't did this. Da, 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 da. All right, cool, man. We are now with you. We're, we're watching the movie. We just finished the movie and we're like, word, this, this is what you're talking about. Like yeah. this, this is what you, this is what you spent five years of your life of like really honing on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he, he stuck his neck out there for Snyder. And the sad thing is, he's probably not going to have a career after this. And Zack Snyder absolutely will. Absolutely will. And, and if Zack Snyder don't do something that says, thank you, Ray Fisher, because mm-hmm. if it hadn't been for his soapbox, this thing would have never gotten made. 100%. 100%. He, I mean, like, any movie I don't he care has, if he should be casted in a Zack Snyder film. Yep. Because yep. that dude went to bat for him, and I guarantee Warner Brothers is going to make his life a living hell from now. He's not going to get casted in most things. Oh, yeah. he's blacklisted yeah. for certain. For certain. Yeah, 100%. I, I, if if Zack Snyder didn't throw him in whatever movie that he's up to, just just on some some like just uh, some homie love, like, yo, I'm going to get you a, I'm going to get you at least five lines so you get make X amount of dollars, da-da-da-da-da. Right. Like, at, at bare minimum, because like he like he put Snyder on his back for the last four years on some like yo Weedon's whack da 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 da. And again, we're not saying that Weedon is not a dick. That's a right. just don't, yeah, that's a whole separate conversation. conversation exactly. Yeah. But like he he was he literally was like championing and waving that flag. And then we see the actual product of it. We're like, dude, you this wasn't this wasn't this was the, the hill. Of that. Yeah, it's like, dude, you could have let this slide and moved on to the next project, and we would have been all the better for it, and you would have. Well, that that last bit, I'm not sure that I necessarily agree with wholesale. I don't think you could have necessarily let it slide, but there's a way to go about things. Oh, no, not the abuse. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, the push for that role that he... Oh, that's yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Became, is that it was a push for that role mm-hmm. to for people to see him in that role, right? No, and okay. also, yeah, yeah, I understand. You know, right. Yeah, like I, I, again, I, I agree with you. Like, don't ever take abuse from anyone. You know, you 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 speak out against that stuff, and especially when you have the platform that he has, and he challenged those people, and and they had to they had to. There was some comeuppance, you know, and, and yeah. there, so I think for me, 
I feel like, and the, 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 there's a thin line here because as a white woman, you know, she has very different agency from somebody like Ray Fisher as a potential, I hesitate to call her A-lister, but that's kind of where she is now. So let's just call it that. As an Wait, A-lister, Gal, Gal Gadot. Yeah, okay. Um, as an A-lister, you know, she has a, a different level of agency. Uh, she may also have very different representation, um, but she had issues when when pressed about it in in the media. She came out and said that she had issues with uh, with Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. and you know how she said she handled it was basically she went to her rep, uh, her rep called a meeting. It was her Whedon and some of the higher ups from. Uh, she talked first of all. She said she said she spoke with Whedon about it. It didn't change. She went to her to her, to her team. Her team grabbed up herself, Whedon, and some of the higher ups at uh, at Warner Brothers. They had a conference about it. Problem was solved. That to me would have been the way to go. And I realized that again, her agency is very different. You know, uh, as a white woman, her agency is just radically different. That's just it. it just is what it is. You know, I'm not trying to make it a race thing necessarily. Um, but I think her agency is very different, but also I think choices, right? Because he could have chosen to go about this differently and potentially gotten, had the same effect. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But you don't screw up the whole bag for one gig. You don't screw up the one, the whole bag to make, to, to make and then belabor the hell out of a point. Like it, and then also too, you know, you know, to to be fair to him, like he did sign on for to be in Justice League, and then he had a he had he had signed on for a, a full on movie right. yeah. that was supposed to get that would have been a release last year if I'm not mistaken. I think it was like last wow, year okay. at it this time. Last yeah. Year. Yeah. yeah, right. So, um, so it was a big deal that you know he got kind of gypped out of that, where it's like you know he was in a big big major blockbuster, but he didn't get into it, you know? of it. And then that that's the part I was going to say. So I think if you would have handled it better. Then you know we, it might have been a different story, but I think, like you said, it, there's he like really went to bat for this one particular issue, and unlike other people that usually go to bat for those issues, he wasn't doing anything else but this. Right. Like he didn't have any, he didn't, she didn't pop up on a TV show, he didn't pop up on a like indie movie, like the like none of that. It was uh, just he did pop up in True Detective season three. He did. He did. He he, he does play. Um, Mahersha Ali, uh, uh, the, his character's son. Mm. Mahershala Ali, uh, his character's uh, son. Okay. Um, so he did pop up in that. And I think that may have been a year after Justice League had been released. It was like 2018 or something like that. Um, mm. You guys can fact check me and see if I they make sure I'm right. Um, but he, I think it was just because he brought those issues and made them one. You know, like uh, um, he 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 made them one. All those issues, he brought them he brought them together and made them one instead of it just being like, okay, this is this thing, and it has nothing to do with that. The abuse has nothing to do with my job being. You know, I what this is between me, and it has nothing to do with that cut being released. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and it's interesting. I'm reading up a little bit more, and it was like it actually was planned as a miniseries, which I think they should have done that aspect of it. Um, 
And then also, uh, also we didn't even talk about that too. Was um, it also was recorded or it was filmed in a four by three situation, and in that 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 box setting took me out of the film of the experience of watching the film because I'm here I'm watching a sixteen by nine yeah. HD situation, and then all of a sudden it, it it jars you and it puts you back to freaking you know uh, uh you know almost like that box uh, format, and yeah. it was so weird because we, here we are in 2021, like there's no excuse not to be filming <laughs> in yeah. a sixteen by nine. You think that for a second maybe flashed and did, hit a flash point on us and we back in '95 <laughs> or something like. It's like it's like literally it's, it pops up and I'm like, what is going on here? And then also too, what's funny is um we uh you know watching something like a like a like a wand division or something like that where like the the point of that part film was to be in certain uh, aspects of yep. like time in terms of the 60s the 70s the 80s so then something like that would have made sense and i was watching half this film on my ipad and the ipad automatically fills it in so you can see the full screen so i didn't even notice all these the 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 changes in terms of aspect ratios until later when i actually went back to my tv to watch the other half of the film so that was just kind of like yo this is jarring dude like there's yeah. what why would you do this in 2021? <laughs> I thought it was a joke at first when it popped up on my screen and then I knew it wasn't a joke because it was Zack Snyder. So ironically, <laughs> it was a joke, but it wasn't a joke, but it is a joke, you know. But anyway, when it popped up, it said, this is being shown in 4-3 yes. to whatever Zack Snyder's original vision. I did. I literally grabbed my head and I was like, huh? What? You mean to tell me you're going to put me through four hours of a four, three by three movie on a 16 by nine TV. One by three by three by one. Wow. Jeez. Nerd, nerdy Steve's people, nerdy Steve's, but yeah, I'm a just technician. All bad, I'm Joe. not a nerd. Well, yeah, I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm both. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad you, <laughs> you got it. But I wanted, I wanted to be accurate. Like I'm glad Josh corrected me because I like, I need that to be what people to have that that picture painted for them, like the very specific aspect ratio that it should not have happened. Uh, yeah, he made no. a stylistic choice because he's an auteur. Thank you. <laughs> I don't even think that guy can spell or to her. I'm just, I'm just being honest. Yeah, it's just yo, man. It's just it's such an interesting, like I said, choice to go on that that realm. And at the end of the day, you're like, dude, you are getting the equivalent of a movie a movie budget to fix something and you don't even do the proper aspect ratio to keep kind of keep a flow of it you know like you thought the money was best spent elsewhere in terms of cg or best elsewhere it's an aspect of it so putting back on my technician hat for a second here's my guess i think that the reason why it was it 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 was uh in in one three three whatever yeah one three three Mm -hmm. one four three whatever it is um, yeah. I think they did that because one three three one is the form is similar to the formatting or the the boxing for IMAX, mm-hmm. and I think and you can I, I might be wrong on this, but I think that they just didn't want to spend the money to reformat it for ten eighty uh for twelve eighty by ten by whatever the hell that wow bad technician I'm, I'm not remembering the measurements now. But yeah, ten eighty P pushing it out to ten eighty P. But to me, this is, and again, this is me having actually done this for a living, 
it doesn't take anything to spit out an extra version of it. So this reads as a stylistic choice. Like he did this on purpose. <laughs> right. Which makes because he thought it was made him, made it look intelligent or it looks prestigious on a cinematic level. Which I have to tell you from a professional standpoint, as someone who as three people who do this for a living or have done this for a living at various points in their careers, and from a technical standpoint, as someone who personally has had to QC these things. That's a terrible idea in 2021. Yeah. You, there's yeah, no reason to have pillar boxes sense. on either side of your of, of. So what did I spend money for my 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 uh, my my flat screen for? So that you could right. pillar box. Like, you just crimes against humanity. You just gonna pillar box my joint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Is, you, and and even weirder is that it's reformatted. The, the iPad automatically refreshes. I watched, started watching it over breakfast because it's four hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I started watching it on my iPad. My iPad fills the screen. I didn't have to zoom yeah. in. I didn't have to push in. I didn't have to do anything. So it's fine on the iPad. It's just not okay on the television. Or, well, not okay. <laughs> it's the way that he wanted it on the television. He's just the iPad is like, man, this shit ain't anything. right. <laughs> the Apple is like, this shit ain't right. What's going on? Like, this, yeah. this, this don't make no sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. The, the ghost of Steve Jobs is like, exactly. Exactly. yeah, like, <laughs> I sacrificed what for this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but yeah, I think that those, those like, you know, again, here we are watching a four hour movie epic and mm. we're we're like, okay, cool, man. We're we we've already signed up. You said we plus play. We are here. You're yeah. four hours, and I get to see a freaking black boxes on the side of it. Negative. Like it's freaking. Yeah, <laughs> that was insult to injury. You know, that's yeah, the way like, I looked at that because it's already like you said, already four hours, and then you do that to me, man. I better not ever see you in the streets, Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's all I'm saying. You might catch one on right the across the lip. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, it's just like man, man, on site. No, yeah, and I just, yeah, I think again, you know, overall, it's one of those things where you just have to figure out. Like, someone, it's, I laugh because you know people are kind of chiming in recently, like, oh, hey, I'm about to watch the the Jack Zack Snyder cut. Should I watch it? And I'm like, at the end of the day, nah, man. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, like I cannot, I can't recommend someone sitting down to do four hours of this and and be okay. Like, yeah. I just can't do it. Like, nah, just it's not. It you you're investing four hours of your time, and is it worth the time to do that? And I was like, I can't. I I on even even I, even I, uh, collectively, we've all agreed it is better than yeah. the the 2017 version, and it should be with for seventy million dollars, all that star power, all that extra ish. Yeah. But yeah, but I can't be say freaking I can't. amazing. Like we should have no complaints for a four hour movie that cost an extra yeah. seventy million dollars on top of the 300 million that the originally that the original cost yeah. we should be blown mm-hmm. out of our socks yeah we should be out and and I'll say about this the same thing I said about the extended BVS Batman versus Superman cut which is if it takes an additional 2 hours or whatever to make your narrative make sense then you had a bigger problem to begin with back <laughs> like I, I'm back. just saying like you had a larger issue before this movie even hit screens. 
Because it should never take that much more supplement or whatever was left on the cutting room floor to make a film make sense. A narrative film makes sense. You know, if if you can, if, if, if there are some things that are missing and it's like, okay, that would have just added a little more to what we have. Yeah. But, you know, really Scott's Blade Runner extended, uh, uh, director's cut perfect example mm-hmm. he corrected some of the worst parts of the theatrical mm-hmm. version and it was a masterpiece speak his his um uh extended cut you know yeah totally true and i think that you're right like back to your um you know lord of rings um thing where people were like oh you know it's in the same level it's like no no, no. it's not like, no. like this this was a recut to make it actual work make it worth it and you know the uh the, the the difference of being the difference being like yeah like there those movies were already good at the beginning and then all of a sudden it came back and in the added extra to it yeah that was a book someone ripped the pages out and then Snyder came and tried to glue them back together with Elmer's glue <laughs> he didn't even try to use he didn't use the good stuff he used Elmer's glue to try to put it back together Humpty yeah man it was all um preaching I, oh so we 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 are not gonna go uh you know five hours to explain this four hour movie you know? <laughs> so <laughs> come back to I was gonna say, later. what was the joke <laughs> i was gonna say the joke the joke that d'angelo made when we decided to, on, on the day and time to do the pod was so we're gonna do an hour and then we're gonna come back and we'll do another three hours afterwards <laughs> 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 yeah exactly <laughs> And none of it will make sense. No, 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 not an ounce. Not an ounce. But it'll sound yeah. good, though. True that. Yeah, exactly. So, you know what, D'Angelo, give me your final word on the on the, the, the Snyder Cut. My final word on the Snyder Cut is, as I say, you know, I, I didn't want to give it a grade, and I'm not. But I'll say it happened. And that's all we need to know. Um, <laughs> if you decide to watch the Snyder Cut... Just know, abandon all hope after ye hits play. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Josh? Uh, like D'Angelo, I'm not necessarily comfortable giving it a grade. I, I don't know. I don't know how to. Um, uh, I mean, in parts... Like, in parts, there, there, were, there were good elements. It's not like... Again, you know, I want to stress... As as much as we lambasted and and Ginsu this thing, there are good parts to this movie. It's definitely better than the original, and I say that as a huge Joss Whedon fan. Uh, I don't know what was going on. You know, we ultimately don't know whether it was him, whether it was WB sort of trying to manhandle him. Although you know, you can't really manhandle the dude that that brought the Avenger, the first two Avengers films to 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 being. So I don't really see that as a thing. You just it's all speculation. So we don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the Snyder Cut was a better movie, but like better bad. <laughs> it just you know, um, there there were weird things like Steppenwolf looked better, but then like yeah. lipless Steppenwolf was really weird. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, I didn't really get a chance to uh, to judge the audio the way that I wanted to because it's not in a theater. So uh, if I'm bored one day and this comes back out in theaters, I might actually, for the technical part of my brain to be satisfied, I may actually go check it uh, against my better judgment. Um, 
uh, the score was definitely way better this time, but it wasn't. Uh, I, I'm a huge, huge, huge Junkie XL fan, and this is not his best work. Like I think his best work is still Batman versus Superman. The one shining thing about that movie was the combo of Junkie XL and and Hans Zimmer on the yeah. score. That was that that is untouchable. I don't I don't think there's going to be a better action movie score than those two working together. Um, it's yeah. Uh, what else? Um, there's just a certain amount of jogging in place that the movie does in weird spots for exposition that just, like I like I said in the, in, in the beginning, you know, if you had a decent story editor, <clears throat> maximum you could probably get away with probably three hours, two and a half. If you if you're good at what you're doing and you're able to button up little things that were extruded into into infinity for no reason, you could probably button this up in two and a half to three hours easily and tell the same story with less everything. Um, but yeah, I can't I can't like I, I feel like I'm jogging in place right now because I'm sure my brain is trying to come to a resolution uh, on what we saw. And it's a little difficult to do that, except to say it's not a good story. It is a great visual movie. Um, if you want four hours of great visuals, you're probably not even going to get that because it's not four hours of action sequences. So, you know, <laughs> temper your expectations. You know what I mean? It's not, if it was just four hours of Zack Snyder doing action sequences, this would be an Oscar award winning worth, uh, an Oscar award worthy movie. Um, but it's not. He actually has to tell a story, and that is his weakness. This yeah. is still a better story than most of his films, I will say that. But you know, I pivot back to something that Cam said. If you gave somebody four hours and three hundred gajillion million dollars uh, to do a movie, and they gave him another seventy million to do the movie over, this is what you'd come out like. I, I, I could do this, and I'm not the, you know, I'm not a writer, I'm not a director, I'm not a cinematographer, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not Cam, I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not I'm I'm not D'Angelo. I'm not a writer. I'm my you know, my narrative skills are shaky at best. <laughs> so, you know, and I could probably still churn out the same type of movie. Um, and I guess that's where I stop on it. Like, you know, it is really hard to judge what we saw mm. except to say that it wasn't well done, but it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly yep. what it is. There you go. That, that's literally the best that's yeah. the best way to explain it. Like someone asked me that, I was like, yeah, it's not bad. But at the same time, it's one of those things where, yo, you just again, can we give Brian Coogler like 10 extra million so that he can uh fix the last part of Black Black Panther? Realness. I know, right? <laughs> You know, can can we give you know uh, another director Venom and all that money to fix Venom? <laughs> you guys better so, be amazing. Yeah, exactly. Don't put exactly. that kind of pressure like, yo, on the goddess Ava. Stop that. Yo, a- Ava has a low bar to make a good film. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That movie could be horrible, and it'll be better than what we saw. Well, because yeah, she knows so, narrative. She she knows she knows story. She knows narrative structure, and she's not an idiot. It'll be yeah. fun, and I, I, I yeah. and I think that's that's my overall thing. I think in general, just like at the end of the day, it's like yo, you got extra money to to quote unquote fix a, a four or five year old film, yeah. and you gave us eh. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, like literally, you know. And we didn't even talk about Martian Manhunter because we don't need to. But no, just, just the fact of adding in elements like that that just didn't add to your film, like you didn't need any of those aspects of it, and you added in, and it didn't work. So there's a lot of stuff, like you said, like if they would have done a bunch of one line um, extras, you know, parts or something like that, cool. But in general, man, you just you just you don't need to watch this. At the end of the day, like there's I'm not gonna I, I can't recommend someone sitting four hours to be like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> well, and I think and I think the key piece there is there are so many things that you could do that you could say about this movie that if you took them out, it wouldn't change anything. Martian Manhunter, if you take him out of the movie, it doesn't change anything. He doesn't need to be there. If you yank out the the nightmare sequence at the end, it doesn't change anything. Uh, if you yank out the 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 slow the slow running sequence where Barry meets Iris, it doesn't change oh, anything. I can go on at length about the number of things that you could take out of this film and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> if I ever teach screenwriting, um, if I, I would show that film or parts of it to my class as an example of what not to do in screenwriting. Cause how you, you got a scene with Barry and Iris in which She's literally driving and looking to the side and she's driving. <laughs> and then she hits something and all this sets up Barry to do his thing. And then he saves her. And that was it. Literally it. We don't see her again. It's a four-hour movie and you don't see her at all. So, so I understand why we didn't cut that, man. Like, so what you're saying <laughs> is she deserved to die. <laughs> Well, I didn't say all that, Josh. You said that. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not, that's kind of harsh. Harsh. I actually like uh, Iris. At least that version of her. I'm just saying. Jeez, Josh, you don't want to go that far. I'm just saying. That's, Maybe that's what it sounded like you were saying. You know what I mean? I just wanted him to keep running until the DCEU reset. And the Snyder version, no wow. <laughs> Last wow. point, that whole thing out of existence. Yeah. And I, I think that's at the end of the day, like, you know, this is what we we're talking about before, just being like, like he's a mediocre director borderlining on bad mm -hmm. but he got the chance to correct something and he didn't he only improved it in slight ways where it just showed more of his mediocrity like yep. like you said four hours and he and you like there's an hour of footage that you could cut and it would not have changed the film yep, exactly and like that's not good filmmaking nope, you know nope. and like if you and even if you're just a fan and you just want to watch stuff you're just like why was that there exactly. i don't know why you know, this doesn't make any sense. I was like, Bruce Wayne just be telling everybody he's Batman. That's how that's what we're at now. That was frustrating. Bruce Wayne telling everybody he's Batman. I mean, he he go recruiting as Bruce Wayne. I'm like, where the cape and cow, man? Like that, that was probably I, I the it. most and frustrating the bit. You gotta be Bruce Wayne, but like, you know, jeez. That, yeah. that was arguably the most frustrating part of the movie. Martian Manhunter pulls up at the end near the end of the movie. He pulls up to, to Chateau Wayne, wherever the hell he is. So the, the, they never explain why he's not at Wayne Manor at That's any point in this Tony movie. Park. That's one of Tony Stark's apartments. He's there you go. Airbnb. I already know. Exactly. I saw it. And exactly. He does want to Tony An Airbnb Park. by the yeah. lake. Exactly. Exactly. And so Martian Manhunter pulls up after the, after all the action's done. And he's like, hey, Bruce Wayne, how you doing? He And Bruce was like, uh, hey, who are you? Not the typical Batman response. Batman would ordinary. First of all, 
I don't know who you're talking about. Like Batman, what are you talking about? Like he would have denied, 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 denied. And then, you know, he would have pressed or whatever. And Bruce thinks everything is a threat. Bruce thinks, you know, Bruce is the hammer that thinks everything is a nail. So the fact that, that, that he wasn't threatened by someone pulling up on him, clearly you're not normal. You're not human. You're a green guy with glowing red eyes. You pull up at my spot and you tell me that you know that I'm Batman. I'm a talk. I'm, I'm throwing half of my utility belt at you. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know I mean, who you are. I don't know why you. I don't know why you felt like you needed to just pull it. Like I don't know why you felt like you could just pull up on me and tell me that you know my secret identity. It never goes down like that. And Bruce was like, "Hey, how you doing, buddy?" <laughs> and Bruce is like, "Hey, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I guess you know I'm Batman. It's cool, man. You know, like." No, no, and no, with a side of no. <laughs> if I was Martian Manhunt, I wouldn't have went to that man. He just tried to kill Superman. Like, two ago. Like, this man don't got no fear. I ain't going to, I'm not going up to his doorstep unless I come correct. He ain't got no fear. Unless, as far as I know, I'm walking there and I'm just bursting the flames. This and, dude knows everybody's weakness. And not for nothing, <laughs> not for nothing, but this is Batman. If you've read his mind, you know how psycho he is. You don't have to go pull up on dude and be like, hello. <laughs> Good day to you, sir. And then also, and then, and also too, for Martian Manhunter, like, Martian, Man, Man, Martian Manhunter could have been the Coulson of the DCU, right? right. So he could have... He could have been dropped through through different movies as yep. a, you know his general usage, whatever. And like you know, they could have just gave him some green uh, contacts or some green eyes that you know CG, whatever, whatever, and just had that uh, dropped in through all of the movies, just like they do with Coulson. Like that's that's a blueprint. Coulson that's is in every CG, every Marvel movie for like you know 0.5 seconds just to say, hey, I'm here, I'm from Shield, duh, 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 yeah. duh. but it tied it together. Sure. So if they would have done that with Martian Manhunter through those these other movies, whether he was like you know in a meeting, even if it was only like a cameo of two minutes, but like that small seeding of that relationship, so that when you see him in this movie, it's like, oh, yeah, this dude's Martian Manhunter. Right, yeah. Word, they, and you would have been, you, it, it would have made sense. And yeah. then invalidate and, and him and him turning into General Swanwick at the end of the movie in uniform, which made no sense because he's not a he's not a general anymore. Uh, <laughs> just for no good reason. Just again, why why him? Why choose him? So are you trying to say that that Martian Manhunter was? Was was General Swanwick in Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman? Well, you, you know don't, where that you came don't just, from, right? You don't just toss that dangling plot line out there. <laughs> well, it's 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 again, it's Snyder's thing. Like that was from people online theorizing that that guy was Martian Manhunter the entire time. That's a real good idea. Uh, and then next thing you know, he's Martian Manhunter. I did not see any of that, so I didn't know that uh, until you mentioned it. Good Lord. Yeah. It's just like I said, so I think in that aspect of it, like that was my thing, like just in general, like there's there's one of those things where the there's a part where you're kind of wondering like how come uh how come, you know, the, if Martian Manhunter has been watching this whole thing from jump, how come he didn't jump out when, you know, the threat of Steppenwolf came in? Because he's an existential threat. Like he's, you know, and Martian Manhunter is a Kryptonian level uh, power level. So he, it would make sense for him to be there. And so that's the kind of thing where I'm like, yo, you just like you didn't need to have him, you know, 
at all in just show up and like no. going back to what D, D was saying there's literally an hour and a half of footage that if you were to cut it you don't need to it would not have affected the overall story and i think that that's the part where you're just like again coming back from a narrative standpoint and get trying to just let's get to the nerdy aspect of it like yo man you didn't you could have cut an hour and a half of footage then add in 30 uh 30 cut, cut out another 30 for freaking uh slow motion <laughs> yeah <laughs> And if 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 Manhunter has shown up, which would have made more sense that the scene that they played out would have happened at the end of Man of Steel because he could have presented himself to Clark like that, and it would have yep. made sense. And then you see you see the um, you see the whole uh, Justice League for down yeah. the line. Don't right. kill yep. him in BVS. Soups is the one who builds the Justice League almost mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. Exactly, and, and 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 that makes sense because Soup is is uh, more optimistic. He's more about unity. He's more about hey, let's all work together to do something. Right. Batman he's is the an anti, <laughs> and he's not, and he's not a psychopath. So it makes sense for Martian Manhunter to show up, go to uh, to Kal El, and be like, "Yo, I'm an alien too. I see what you're doing." I'm not going to reveal myself, but holler if you need some help. And it, that would make sense on the narrative aspect of it. Yeah. But just to have him kind of in the wings and like, you know, and, um, you know, Martian Manhunter is, you know, arguably more powerful than Superman on certain aspects of it. Yeah. But, you know, so now you have two Supermans level people in the movie, but then only one is doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and, and you know, the, one of the funny parts was uh, that part with, again, Barry Allen. Wally and he's talking to uh Batman. He's like, Yo, what's your superpower? And you know, Bruce Wayne's like, I'm rich. <laughs> I'm, I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> Bruce so, Wayne line I've ever heard. <laughs> this is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. This is Wayne line I mean, you know, Batman's not a cool character, anyways. I'm just uh, throw that out there. Start, <laughs> man. We, we were talking about something else. Well, here you go. <laughs> and, and and we got the extended Mercedes Benz ad along with that. Yeah, that was like. Of, that, that alone yo, that, could have saved like a quick minute off of the whole off of that whole scene. Yo, that plug was so late, tough. Late, they were like, "Hey, hey, I have a Mercedes, not a Porsche, not an Audi. A Mercedes, I have a Goldwing Mercedes, and it's really fast. Would you like to look at the dashboard? Here you go." Yeah. Ray Fisher should request that, that here's Mercedes. A at, here's a look at the dashboard, and here's the gull wings closing, and now it's in gear. And you know what? It has paddles on either side of the steering wheel. Then Bruce is going to tap oh. one of those to put it in first gear and then drive off. And you're going to watch Man. it drive off from a from an overhead camera angle. Just completely unnecessary. <laughs> That's a minute, a minute saved right there without all that extra stuff. I would have been fine at the end if they just said sponsored by Mercedes. I'm like, all right, they cool. Did, they probably <laughs> had to do that too. That's what it looked like. A damn Mercedes commercial. Oh, man. Exactly. Talk and I watch a James Bond film and I know I'm going to get an Audi ad. I'm completely okay with this because I know I'm going to get an Audi ad. Ashton yeah. Martin, I'm thank watching, you very much. Sorry, Ashton Martin. Come on now. But if I'm, but if I'm <laughs> watching Justice League and all of a sudden Mercedes pops up, I'm like, what, what's going on here? What's really, dude? So, I mean, I get it, um, but there's a, there's, there's a smoother way to do it than, than it literally he says the line, because I'm rich. And then you pan to about five different shots of different things <laughs> going on with the Mercedes Benz. Why? It was, like, yeah, it was total commercial. That, that's all it was. His video editor <laughs> also needs to be shot because a video editor would have been the one to be like, you know what? 
one or two <laughs> shots of the Benz exterior, one internal, one external, and then he drives off. We don't yep. need five or six shots of this thing. Now, Snyder's like, I want everything I shot right then and there, <laughs> back to back to back, the yeah. full time call. It's just so everything. All, it's just in all, and out. It's just <laughs> all glory shots of the, of the interior and exterior of the Benz as it drives away. So uh, I will say another positive thing. Uh, shout out to everyone that got uh, uh, work and, uh, and and extra gigs for, yes. for working on this film. Ah, you know, <laughs> supplying the, the the film industry with people there for some jobs. Yes. So that's awesome. Like, no so joke. shout out to that story editor that was like, "Woo, overtime." Yeah. No, he didn't do nothing. He didn't get no overtime. Don't give him that. He was like, well, hey man, that man, man story editor did not do anything. He got hey, that, that seventy million for him. <laughs> that was a, clearly that story editor. That story editor position was a mob job. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're gonna just cut you a check. You know, uh, you come in, you sweep a couple of hours, and then you know you leave. You go to lunch and you don't come back. But, you know, nah, we got wow. you the Snyder slid him an extra million to walk out the door while he did. <laughs> He's like, here you go. Here, take this. And you go and you do something, but don't come back but here. Don't, come, don't you come back here. Don't come back in this room. And if anybody asks, you was here the whole time. You okay. never <laughs> the poster comes in. It's the poster of the guy yes over his head. Uh-huh. <laughs> no. so, be gone. Be gone. I got this. So, so bad, My dude. My cut. <laughs> So bad. We're not exaggerating. Whoever's listening to this, we're not exaggerating. It really is that bad. Like, if you want to take four hours and you want to, if you want to take half of your work day and watch this thing, you know, by all means. But you know, you you just just where if nothing else, this this podcast is to prepare you for what you're about to embark <laughs> upon. I ain't telling nobody nothing because I don't want no enemies. I got enough. I don't need enemies. <laughs> Ain't nobody coming back after me talking about you recommending that shit to me. No, I know, no, no. not at whoa, whoa, time out. No, that what? was not a recommendation. No, <laughs> that, that might, I said, it, you're going to watch it. I said, it's that's true. That's, 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 that might be a that might be a separate podcast where you like he recommended something and then someone came back at you and he got mad. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you never leaving that down. See, I, you will never get another recommendation. I never uh, asked you for nothing else. Oh man, Ooh. but yeah, so that 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 got it out of our you system. See how yeah, you see how you people, you see where this movie lands for you. Like we yeah. had, you see with the last the last thirty seconds to a minute of conversation was clarifying that this was not a recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> we promised you. We said it would be an hour, and then we added thirty more minutes. <laughs> and that's how you do it. You you gotta. Add that extra time and then make none of it make sense and you and you win it. That's when Yo. it's mediocre. That's when you Yo. know peak peak mediocre whiteness. Oh man, like, Lord, oh, mediocre mayo cut, man. That's what I'm calling this episode. Mediocre Dear. mayo cut. Oh, yeah. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, once again, it's a table of truth. Thanks, guys, and we out. Peace. Peace. Peace.